Hello, welcome to Good Games Well Played, episode 92. I'm Clint, aka JCM, with us this week is Isley. Yo. And we have some news to go over. We have both a Silent Hill showcase and a Resident Evil 4 showcase. But before we jump into that, uh, we did get the announcement from Sony that the new controller, the DualSense Edge controller, gets got a, finally got a release date, because I've been wondering when it's going to come out. Uh, it's going to release on January 26th. It'll cost $199, US, which is a lot. And I know controllers this gen have been pricey for both consoles. I did compare it to the Scuff Vantage controller that I did try out a couple years ago on ps4 which is also like a pro controller for that and that was 179.99 when i bought it at gamestop back in the day so it's kind of in that same range doesn't have as much features that has the sax buttons which i've talked about i love they're like extra additional shoulder buttons which are great next like r1l1 awesome uh paddles in the back were a little stiff but uh i did like the controller i did end up returning it after about a week um just because it wasn't good for competitive play for me because i was offset sticks but uh are you interested in this pro controller at all I, I am. It's a little bit more expensive than I was hoping it would be. I was kind of hoping it would come in around like the 150 mark, but I, I'm i not surprised with inflation and how much everything costs in the world right now that it is coming in at 200 The big thing I hope it fixes, and I kind of, I have a weird feeling it won't, but I'm really hopeful, is um I've gone through two PS5 controllers so far due to I want to call it drift, but I don't think drift is actually the right term. It's I'll be playing a game and instantly the joysticks will shoot up and it's not like a slow process. It's like an immediately I like my character, if I'm in a third person game, looks straight up and it's happened to two controllers now. It happens over time. Like I first noticed it in Elden Ring um, and then I tried a few other games and I noticed the same thing happens where it just shoots up. Um, but it's it's not slow, it's immediate. And I hope that this fixes that. I've Googled online and I've tried to figure out what's causing it and nobody else in the world seems to have this issue or I'm just bad at Googling. So I'm interested. I hope it fixes that because if I'm spending, you know, $60, $70 on a controller every few months versus one that lasts longer and I can replace joysticks or something on, that'd be great. Um, in terms of like features... I love the base controller already, so I can't imagine it's going to feel that different to me. But I'll kind of wait and see when the reviews come out if people actually, you know, tactically, if it feels like a different controller and if it feels higher quality or better. Yeah, that is a feature, by the way. The sticks are changeable, so you can take them out. Like, if they break out, like, the whole mod... I think that's one of the reasons the price is how high it is, is because the modularity of those sticks. So if you have, like, the stick drift that you're describing, maybe that's something that you could, you know, Hey, just buy an extra module, swap right. it out or, or switch them and see if it, if it fall, if that drift happens again, or if it happens with a different function on the other stick, like whatever. Depending well, what, on the I'm, game. what I'm curious about is like, is it actually the stick itself? Like, I don't think it's necessarily drift itself because it doesn't happen slowly and gradually. It almost feels more like there's a short circuit or something somewhere in the controller, or like some control or button or, like item is being pressed or triggered elsewhere in the controller that causes you to look up immediately. So I don't know if it's actually a stick issue because like I can, I can not be touching the sticks at all. And my character will just kind of like look immediately up. Um, so if it is a stick issue, then I hope that the control, the replaceable sticks and modules fix that. If it's not a stick issue, I mean, either way, I hope that whatever it is is fixed by newer controllers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping too that this fits. I mean, it sh- it should. I don't see why it wouldn't. 
but that it fits the charging dock station because uh, I have one of those that I got because I have three controllers and I I always have two of them on there. Um, <laughs> That'd be a really Apple-like move if it doesn't fit. It, I don't see why it wouldn't. It does have these little buttons below the joysticks. Uh, one of them on the left allows you to remap, like if you have different profiles set for the back buttons. Like, okay, you have like your first person profile, your third person adventure game profile, and your puzzle game profile, or something like that. You can sw- use that to swap. And the one on the right, you hold it down, and that is a shortcut for the balancing of audio between game and party chat, um, which is awesome to have that shortcut on there. Uh, but those don't protrude that much and they're they would be technically off the side of the charging station because the charging station is pretty small um so you'd have no issues there but yeah i'm I'm definitely interested in getting it um i feel like if it didn't come with all the extra accessories the the two the standard caps the high dome caps the low dome caps the the half button dome back buttons the two lever back buttons like all that plus a carrying a carrying snake a carrying case uh it would probably be a little cheaper maybe like 170 um but i think because they have all those extra caps and special braided cable which also has a lock in so the cable won't fall out which that that's weird to me i'm curious why that feature is there like is that a problem people have we're like oh my usb cable always falls out of my controller when i'm gaming i don't i don't get that but i mean i like i don't know my kind of question is uh how often do people use a carrying case for a controller so i bought the carrying case for the pro controller for or the elite controller for the switch or whatever the hell the the handheld controller for the switch is actually called um and i find that i primarily still use that around the house and that when i travel i don't want to carry it because that's the whole point of the switch is to minimize you know the amount of things you're carrying along and i just i can't um like maybe i'll store the controller in the case around the house so that it is safer i guess i just i I wonder how frequently people need a carrying case or even want a carrying case for a controller that's probably a minimal manufacturing thing i imagine that's like dirt cheap for them to produce for a little bit of that extra like quality feel but yeah we'll see yeah i i bet it would be for people like um it's probably catered to like uh esports because a lot of a lot of esports places when they have controllers, it's like, you know, the PlayStation controller. So I'm sure it's like, oh, we have a pro controller now, so let's offer that and people can have that. Like, I'd imagine that's why, because yeah, who's traveling with the PlayStation 5, you know, going place to place? That thing's huge. No one's putting that in a bag and taking it around everywhere. But yeah, so, okay, you got a case. All right, you know, that's special. But anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, so moving on, the big thing this week that happened one uh, of the two was the Silent Hill Showcase, which we'll kind of just go over some of the things. I'm not going to touch on everything because there's a few things they announced. There's like there's not much information on it, so there's no real reason to kind of speak on it. Plus, I'm not a big Silent Hill person. So let's do it. Like, as, when I think about this, it's funny. Like, Silent Hill is like one of those franchises where it was like one of the early cases of are you, you're either a Resident Evil fan or you're a Silent Hill fan. And like, I was in the Resident Evil camp uh, as a kid. Uh, I, I did see Resident Evil or Silent Hill 1. I remember the fog and the jankiness, the bat thing flying through the restaurant window. Um, but I never played it. I've, my friend played it, but I never played it. I was, I was like, I like Resident Evil. Um, but yeah, they're remaking Silent Hill 2, which from what I understand is like the best of the Silent Hill games. So I'm like, why wouldn't you remake the first one? Like, cause I, I'd play it. I've never played them. So, but yeah, it's, and it's being done by Bloober team, which everybody had mm-hmm. been speculating for so long. Um, are you a, a Silent Hill person? 
You know, I... I played... God, I'm trying to think of which one I actually played. I think I played two, but I kind of never got into the Silent Hill craze or kind of came into it a bit too late. So I'm not a huge Silent Hill fan. I was very intrigued by PT and one day like Sony and Konami were kind of in the process of remaking it and I had kind of intended on jumping in. So what I'm most intrigued by with this yet or this, you know, the new games that they've announced is if it will be a good kind of soft reboot for other people to jump in. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious if they'll have like a uh, a previously on or something, or if you're just gonna have to watch like a a story synopsis of Silent Hill because I know they did they did a remake it was like I think Silent Hill Shattered Memories, but it was like a it wasn't like a a one to one remake of that game. It was kind of like a a retelling of the first game where some stuff was different. It wasn't exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people like have issues with that. So I don't know. I think if you have your PS, like a PS3 still, uh, I think Silent Hill one is available on as like a PlayStation one title on there. I'm wondering if, do they have PS one titles available to stream on PlayStation or on play PS now? I'm curious. I'll have to check that. I wonder if, cause they did have, yeah, I, I wonder if that's the case. I'll have to check that, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably play when it comes out, even though again, I've, never played any of the games um but the one that did interest me was the silent hill f that they announced which is a new spinoff set in 1960s japan uh it's apparently being uh written by a famous uh, japanese visual novel writer named it goes by ryukishi seven i'm not familiar with them at all but apparently you know pay you got some big person behind it and it visually the teaser looks interesting and I'd be curious, like, I feel like because that is like a would be a great, you know, you don't need to care about the other ones. Maybe there's some callbacks, but it it feels like it'd be the most standalone. Uh, and I that don't know. sounds so, interesting. The problem I had with kind of the whole event was they announced a ton of Silent Hill stuff, which sounds very cool, but they didn't show enough of any of it to differentiate for me. Like, F was the trailer that had like the strange little like flower growths, right? Mm-hmm. So I watched that trailer and I'm like, okay, these are really cool visuals. This is kind of spooky, but you don't get a feeling at all for what the game actually is. And that was kind of what I thought for everything. They were all very, very much teaser conceptual trailers. So I saw them and I'm like, okay, this is cool. Remind me in two years when you actually have something to show (laughs) for that resembles a game. Yeah. Yeah, that is one thing. That's why I don't really want to talk about the Ascension or Townfall is because we don't know what they're going to be. Like they announced these things. That's great. But uh, I feel like the only two that are going to be actual gamer ass games is the remake and silent Hill F and the other ones could be just experiences within that universe. So it's like, I'll just wait again. Cause I'm not a big, if I was a big silent Hill person, I'd probably dig into it more and be like, Oh, well there was a, there was that secret message in the audio for uh, the townfall where if you put it on a, sonogram or whatever i don't remember they they did something where they're like oh we we put it on this thing and we saw a hidden message uh but anyway um yeah a lot of stuff there announced so i guess people you know a lot of people big silent hill fans out there who wanted more konami's always been so quiet and suddenly like hey you want some here's a bunch of stuff so there you go uh 
And then the other showcases, we go some Capcom showing Resident Evil 4. Uh, we got another story trailer, and we also got a gameplay trailer. And also some previews went out from some outlets. I know Brian Altano from IGN put a preview out, and basically he said how it's like he loves 4, and he's played it uh, thousands of times. And he said there's there are differences in some of the gameplay, uh, like, I guess, locations. Because I remember when I was watching the gameplay trailer, I was like, where Leon is in this trailer, I was like, I do not recognize this at all. Eventually, it gets to a point. I'm like, okay, I recognize this scene because I played four a lot, and you know me, I have pretty good memory. And I'm like, but this, I'm like, I do not remember this. Like, it seemed like he was in a basement. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this does not look familiar. Like, and it looked like very underground. Like, there's no flooring. Remind me a lot of a uh, Resident Evil Seven. I'm like, this does not look familiar at all. And then uh, eventually he makes that phone call. I'm like, okay, I remember this part of the game when he makes the phone call. Um, and then he gets attacked. But yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm curious how much of it will be different. Um, and it was funny because like it seemed very serious. But then there's like that part in the trailer where he, he shoots the lantern and it lands on the cow and the cow runs and it's on fire and it's the, the villagers. And he's like, yeah, I forget. He's like something like, oh, you can bill me for the damages. And it's like, okay, you, you do got some silliness in there like you didn't. <laughs> the OG game, but uh, there was yeah, there was some silliness. I I'm hopeful for him. I hate Konami. I mean, I think a lot of people give Konami bad this press. Is, so this is Capcom is it Resident Evil Four? Yeah. Oh yeah, God, I'm you're stuck out in, on who you're stuck on Silent Hill still. <laughs> nah, I, I was stuck on Silent Hill still. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. It is having two two big Japanese publishers back to back. You're definitely gonna be like, wait a minute. No, Resident 4 Remake will also... Well, yeah, I, I'm i still excited for the Resident 4 Remake. That was one of my favorite Resident Evil games. Um, I don't remember much about the original one either, though. Man, that was like a weird period in gaming for me. I think that was like the sole... Did Resident Evil 4 come out on the GameCube? Uh, yeah, it was one of the Capcom 7, and then it came out uh, on PS2 later that was it was when they famously said like these games are the capcom the seven were like these seven games are going to be exclusive to the gamecube and not come out on any other platform and then like i believe five of them did i forget what the other ones were but resident evil 4 was one of them it was like oh it's that's why i didn't play it until it came out on ps2 yeah i was thinking like man that was probably one of the few games i bought on gamecube that like caused me to get a gamecube and then the other one was like one that caused me to want to return my gamecube which was that um (laughs) There was like that Star Fox adventure game. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like the semi top down adventure game that was like a beat 'em up game. It was bad. I I don't know why. I bought a GameCube for Tales of Symphonia, which I never beat. And then I I had Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, which is really good. But those are like the only games I had for GameCube. I didn't play anything on my GameCube. I was like, it's like one of the consoles. Like, I don't know why I bought it. I had disposable income and I just bought it on a whim. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why did I buy this thing? Like, if I, I guess later if I had Mario Party, but my friend had Mario Party, so we just played on his GameCube. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I didn't need this console. <laughs> it was had the time to waste. But, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, looking forward to it. I'm I'm a little bummed that they changed the the dialogue and voice for the merchant. Uh, it's not the usual, you know, got a good selection of things on sale, stranger. You know, <laughs> I'll buy they, it at a high price. They changed like, like almost all the voice actors, didn't they? Well, I think the voice actor for Leon's going to be the same guy who voiced him in uh, the two remake, and then Ada yeah, Wong, but it's not I the same one same. who did Leon in the original. No, I no, no. That was that was Matt Mercer who did it in the original, isn't it? I have no idea, but I, I believe they that. That it, because they've done the remake, they'll just keep the same person. Same, just like with Ada Wong, 
they'll just use whoever played voice her in the two remake. And then I'm sure all the other characters are also, uh, it also seems like it's, there's some scenes too that seem very different with Ashley um, as well. So I'm, I'm curious. And I'm also curious how the gameplay will change with Ashley. If she's going to be less of a, an annoyance. Um, Cause she used always <laughs> seemed like she's getting carried away. Leon, Leon. I used to always, there was a Michael from achievement hunter that one of the things I always remember from him and an RT podcast way back in the day was him being like, she was the, she was the dumpster girl to be like, bitch dumpster. <laughs> Cause you can make her hide in the dumpster. And so then you can kill everybody and then tell, tell her to get out of the dumpster. And, uh, that always I just remember me. there was um, like that protection in the game where, where if you tell her to like climb a ladder or something and then you climb up after her, she yells at you for looking up her skirt. Mm-hmm. And it used to always annoy me so much. I'm like, bitch, I am fighting zombies. I am not trying to look up your skirt right now. Yeah. And then I, later you get the, the bonus unlock where she has the armor so she can't get carried away. Uh, but yeah, it's I it, it is one of the things like talk about. I remember so much of that game, so I'm curious how much they they change. Uh, one of the sections I'm really curious about too is when you go down to the the sewers of the castle and it has the the invisible enemies, which were like one of the scariest parts of that game, um, outside of the regenerators. Uh, but yeah, the invisible enemies in that game were just like so freaking creepy. Um, but yeah, I I'll be curious to see how much uh how much has changed. But yeah, looking forward to it. And they should have some more of the, the DLC uh, for seven. Uh, you know, so I'll, I'll play that when that comes out eventually. But, uh, but yeah, looking forward. I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to remake five. I feel like now you're getting to a point where it's like, okay, you know, four came out on PS2. If you're doing five, five came out on PS3 and Xbox 360. So it's like now you're kind of getting, getting closer to current gen. It's like, are you going to do that? Because then it's like, well, you're not going to remake six, which also which came out on PS4, or no? Did six come out on PS4? Man, now I I can't remember. Uh, um, yeah, I think six was PS4 because seven wasn't seven the very yeah seven was the first one on PS5. No, it uh it came out on it came out on both uh, PS3 and PS4 because it released in uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, so October second, man. Yeah, because it must have came out on on PS4 and PS3. I'm curious later because they didn't launch until uh, 2013, um, so it must have been like pretty late. Yeah, because I played I played that on PS3. Um, yeah, we'll be, I'll be curious to see if they if they do do that. And five, I feel like it'd be fun because it's a, it's a co op game, and I it, you know it may not be a great resume game, but it's such a fun co-op game. I love that. Like I, I downloaded it off PSN when it was on there. And like, that's one I would love to like replay, even with the tank controls. I'm like, it's just such a fun co-op game. Five oh. is a great co-op game. It, I played five. Um, God, I played five in college with one of my friends and we played through all of it co-op. And I was amazed that people had like a negative experience with five because I had such a positive one playing at co-op, but I can totally see how, if you're playing that game, like, by yourself it's just not the same as it's not the same kind of fun you're going to have otherwise oh yeah for sure um oh man that that game's so fun i i really like five co-op i played it so much co-op but yeah looking forward to resident Evil 4 and that'll be a fun time uh and then yeah one of the other bits of news we got this week so review codes for god of War ragnarok are out there and sony Gave an, gave an embargo for how far into the game, like five hours in the game, people can talk about, you know, obviously spoiler free. So a bunch of God of War Ragnarok impressions went live last week. Um, I did listen to one podcast where they talked about it, spoiler free. Uh, sounds like a 
you know, it's going to be real good. Uh, I did also find out that they said the game will have multiple graphics options on PlayStation 5. So it'll have the standard 4K30 uh, and then probably like a 1440p upscaled 4K 60fps and then also a 120 hertz mode, which will probably be 1080p. But they also have, they confirmed there is a high frame rate uh, resolution mode with 40 FPS. So this will be, there's very few games to do that. I think Ratchet and Clank, Spider-Man, and I think that's it that have the 40 FPS mode, which I'm glad to see because then you get 4K or probably, you know, as close to 4K as it can uh, natively output. But at that 40 FPS, which is like actually a really good um, balance between 30 and 60 uh, because of the the frame times so it's like you think like oh it's only a 33 percent increase over 30 fps but it feels like a much closer to 60 uh from a gameplay feel standpoint and i've I've tried out on ratchet and clank and it's really good so i'm i'm excited that they're they're doing that for us so maybe i'll play god of ragnarok that way because typically if i like to play those games because i'm fine with 30 fps on action games third person action games uh and i'm like you know maybe i'll play it 4k you know, 40. I'll be curious to see what the digital foundry uh, thing is, but yeah, that comes out real soon. That's uh, it's right around the weeks, corner. Something like that. Uh, yeah, it's November. I forget the November. It's, it's like one or two weeks away. It's really soon. Yeah. It's, it's, I want to say the 11th, um, eighth or the 11th, the 11th makes sense. Cause 11th is, is Friday. Um, Ragnarok. Uh, the ninth. But yeah, That's that game so. comes out soon. I, my weird collector self, I w- was looking at the collector versions, and I'm like, man, you guys have no like cheap collector version. Like all, I feel recently all of the collector editions that have come out have been either you get the launch edition, which is secretly just the game plus like one or two pieces of free DLC, or you're spending four hundred dollars on like shitty twelve inch replicas and things like that. I missed the like pre-order to get the steel book or yeah. you know pay $5 more to get the steel book. Like I just want the goddamn steel book and maybe the like tiny art book. Yeah. I like uh there's a game another game that got announced recently bro it had um it had maps uh were some of the collectibles. It was like, "Oh, you get maps." But I forget what game it was. Yeah, I I thought it was 11/11, but that makes sense it wasn't because that was the Starfield release date and they weren't going to take that because that would have seemed like a dick move. Um, but the reviews are gone. I believe the embargo for reviews is the third. So the week before. Um, so that's going to be painful, especially if it's like glowing reviews, then everybody's spoiler free talking about it the week before it's like, Oh my God, I gotta wait for this freaking game. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm look, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, that will be a good time. Yeah. Cause I, that's like, you know, a Plague Tale Requiem launched this week. That was one of the new yeah. games. You know, we don't really talk about new releases that much just cause either, we wait for the big ones or if we're playing them, yada, yada. But that did release this week. And I was going to get it, but I'm like, I'm not in the mood for it. I'm kind of waiting. So it's like, this is like the next big game I want to play. Um, so Tale Requiem. I, I'm actually playing through the first one right now. And I'm I'm excited to get to the second one. But also, I'm kind of like, oh, you're right. It's I'm, it's not the right vibe at the moment. Yeah. Uh, did you you play the first one before? Are you just replaying it? Yeah, I played the first okay. one before. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just not in the mood for that particular game and that style of game right now. And I'm like, if I had more time, it's just my game. I guess we can just jump into what we've been playing uh, since that's basically the end of the news. But uh, yeah, I just haven't been having as much dedicated time 
recently and i'm like i'm kind of in the mood for like bounced around between stuff at the moment not really dedicating to one specific thing but like what are so is that just the only thing you're playing right now is uh, no so the other the other big one i'm playing or finished playing i beat but i can't really talk about it because you might be playing it is tunic oh Um, right right yeah yeah so i i finished up that game i beat it i'm working on trophy cleanup now um but i i've 100 per I've 100%ed the story of that game, not necessarily the collectibles and some of the like smaller stuff. Um, that's I I greatly enjoyed the game. The only thing I can really say about it, so as not to ruin the experience for you, is that um, I started off kind of wary of it, and the like shticks of the game ended up winning me over, and I greatly enjoyed the experience by the end. It was pretty unique, and the best way to play it is probably just to go in blind i mean i i didn't read any reviews for it what i kind of knew of the game is that it was like a a semi zelda-esque semi souls-like kind of game going in and that's probably all you should know about it going in yeah yeah it definitely seems like one of those games you should go on not knowing as much luckily yeah, I haven't heard much from the people that did talk about it on previous yeah. podcasts in the past. The the one thing I could maybe share about it or discuss about it as like a non-spoiler is that the animations in the game are really adorable. Um, and by that, I mean like the world design itself is... The world design's top-notch. It kind of like layers back on itself in really interesting and cool ways so that the world map is fun to explore. The animations of like combat and just walking around are fun and it has a i want to say like a cutesy little art style but that's not quite right the art style reminds me a little bit of um 3d dot game heroes it's kind of like intentionally old school but more is kind of like an homage to old school games i i just really enjoyed it i thought it was very polished across the board there weren't really any of those like glaring things that you're like, well, I like, you know, 80% of this game, but this one giant thing prevents me from really loving it. Um, it was just a good experience. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I was looking at, again, I, I always tend to look at PC game pass uh, just since now I have a computer. Um, and it, it always feels like it's not nearly as good as the console version. Uh, and there's, it's like the pickings on there are like, yeah, they have a couple of standouts, but it's like, it's overall, it's like not really that good. Um, or it's like really old stuff, but like uh, you said that before, and I didn't realize the PC Game Pass wasn't the same as the Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, it's it's not. I'm sure it's it's got to be, um, you know, part of that deal. Like they just trim it down. It's it's not as much stuff. Like Microsoft will put their stuff on there, but yeah, it's not nearly as good. But I was looking, I was like, well, you know, they sell the trial for a dollar, and I I I used to have an old email for a free trial. I, I don't know if it's expired at this point, but um, I was like, oh well, Plague Tale Requiem's on there, Tunic is on there uh far cry 5 is on there because i i would love to replay far cry 5 at 60 fps uh, on my computer um i'd love to replay them all i wish they all had fps boost i know they have fps boost on xbox but i wish they had it like on playstation they give them some ps5 updates but uh i could replay that i would do plus crusader kings 3 is on there i'm like well i could also try that now the only thing that would be different there is i has all the content it doesn't the console version doesn't have some of the dlc but i could play the vanilla base game and then just the only thing I'd have to get used to is the console controls, which could be, you know, take a while. But at least I can experience the game versus, you know, I feel like if I'm going to get because I could do a trial, the time trial on PlayStation. But I feel like 
that's a game because of the interface I might want to try first on PC. Um, because at least it's going to be a little more, not like intuitive, but easier to manage. I won't have to spend so much of my trial getting used to navigating the menus. I could do mm-hmm. that later. Um, so I'd be like, oh, well, I can give it a good college try on Game Pass because um, I could play Tunic, I could play Requiem, and then I could try Crusader Kings. Uh, I could, oh, I think uh, Metal Hellsinger is also on there. Like I play Metal Hell- Hellsinger, which I I've been wanting to play, but I haven't played yet. Um, I could play that, and then I could replay Far Cry 5 if I wanted. Um, and I was thinking like, well, during that like week between the Thanksgiving week, it's like, I might take some time off then I could see like, oh, well, I got a couple of days to play, you know, maybe I could do that week of like just game pass, uh, of those games, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, um, but yeah, I've, I haven't been playing too much. I'm kind of bounced around. I, I downloaded, um, fallout four on PC so this kind of annoyed me. So so it was like the 25th anniversary of Fallout was, you know, is this month. So they had like a, a sale in the first half of this month for like super discounts on like everything Fallout. Fallout Shelter had discounts for like all the microtransactions you could do in that game. Um, they had discounts for Fallout in general. Um, so it's like, oh, you know, Fallout 4 is like, you know, because they have, I wanted to replay it because of Fallout Shelter. And I'm like, well, they don't have a 60 FPS mod from the community on console for PS4. They do for Xbox, and the Xbox had an official patch for it eventually. Um, but there's no 60 FPS. And it's like, and I could play the game because of that at 30. It's fine. I did it before previous sec, but I'd rather play it at 60 because it's first person. So I was like, all right, I'll look at it on, on PC. And Steam, it's like, it was on sale for like $4. And it's like that or the game of the year edition, which had all the DLC was like $9. So I'm like, well, I don't need the DLC. So for every reason, I'm like, I'll just buy the base game. Uh, cause I'm gonna play a DLC. So I just bought the base game for the cheaper price. But then when I start looking into all the mods I'm interested in, they all require the DLC <laughs> for the mods. I'm like, are you kidding me? But like, by the time I figured this out, the sale had already ended. So now the DLC was like $30. I'm like, oh, now I got to buy the DLC at full price. And I was like... That's when you just don't do it out of spite. And it's I, nothing else. You're just like, out of spite, won't pay it. Well, at first I thought it was like a Steam glitch. Like, like because I owned it, it wasn't showing me the sale prices. But I, I browsed Steam on, like, you know, just on a webpage and saw that the sale had ended. And I got, but I, I said, screw it. I'm like, I'll get it. Um, I don't care. Whatever. It's like, it's just, I should have just bought the the full stack not the not the other version but uh so yeah i i downloaded a bunch of mods i did the the standard um visual mods of better weather uh patterns um a better sky and then i wanted to do uh i didn't want the barren wasteland i wanted like some trees so i tried one forest mod but it was a little too foresty i was like okay this is too much because that's when i played it last time on ps4 uh i did it with a, a tree mod which worked really well on there but then it was like it was just too much and i did it so i i toned it down and did one called just like pines so it was pine trees and it was not nearly as many of them um so i like that mod and then i did the a couple of gun mods like a like an ar mod uh uh an ar that's actually the laser rifle but it looks like a a unique ar so i like that mod um and then i did uh, i haven't found the one ar yet that I, I modded in there because it's like a, a later game one that, that spawns in randomly. Um, but anyways, uh, I also did the no wait, you know, I could, I could just pull up the mods I did cause I have vortex installed <laughs> that way. I don't have to think about what I, 
uh, what I installed in the game. But yeah, I was like researching, like, how do I do mods? Uh, so not that I'm an expert now, but I'm like, I had a mod manager do it. So I, I did uh, portable crafting because I'm like, I want to be able to craft just anywhere. And so now I can craft like these little portable stations and take them with me. Um, uh, ammo crafting is another thing I did because you can't, I was like, you can't craft ammo. Like I could have swore, I was like, you can't craft ammo in this game. I'm like every Wait, game crafting. Wait, Fallout 4, you can't craft ammo? I don't know. Maybe you can, and this is just a mod, but like I looked, I'm like ammo crafting, uh, and it's like, this is what <sighs> it gave me. Maybe you can't. Yeah. God, it's been a while. I'd... Yeah, yeah it's maybe, like, uh... maybe you can craft ammo in that game. Maybe it is a scarce resource. Well, it does say there is an ammunition plant um, is what it's called. I'm trying to... Uh, you can craft ammo with the contraption... Oh, there's... Oh, it's oh. So there was a DLC called the Contraptions Workshop DLC that came out and eventually allowed you to create the uh, ammunition plant, which is like so it was part of the DLC, but the base game didn't have it. Um, so, anyways, uh, you could do it in the base game. I did the the uh, no carrying capacity because I'm like I do not want to deal with this right now. It's like this is such a dumb thing. Like, if I was playing a, a new game that had carrying capacity limits, like, I would deal with it then, because, like, I'll play it the vanilla way you want me to. But I'm like, I don't want to deal with the carrying issues. So I have I have infinite carrying, basically. Um, I did... What else did I do? Uh, oh, and then there's a big, massive mod called South of the Sea. So, like, the glowing sea in that game, you know, didn't have much in it. Like, there's not much to do there. So this mod basically is, like, a massive expansion where there's, like, tons of points of interest. Uh way more stuff in the south of the sea. So like when you go there, cause it's very like an end game zone. You only go there for like the end game stuff, like to talk to one mutant and then go I back to good. I wonder how many of these mods are on PlayStation since didn't they add mods to like, they added it to some of the Bethesda games on PlayStation. And now I can't remember which ones. And I thought yeah. fallout four was one of the ones that got mods from PlayStation. fallout, fallout four does like, have mods, but it's limited. I was going to um, say it wasn't good ones. They were like very, very mild and i'm wondering if any of the good ones actually made it over so they do have like i said the the, the like the forest mods like the the visual terrain mods like those are there yeah. um they also had like the the cheat building where like it spawns in right when you leave the vault and you can just go into it has like all the stuff like all the ammo you can instant you have all this the skill mods to give yourself maximum skill points um all that stuff uh but a lot of the big like extra content like if people make cut like the south of the sea stuff that won't be there if people make custom weapons i don't know if the custom weapons are there uh they might not be uh i know most of them aren't but uh yeah so it's pretty limited on ps4 what's what's there um but yeah i i basically did just a bunch of weather like i said the, the clouds the weather the pine forests the workbenches port portability of the workbenches uh, I did have a another. What did I hope I had? I had a, a couple that I, I did, but I disabled them. But yeah, I'm curious about the. I'm. I can't wait to find the, the, because I did the assault rifle, a service rifle, the laser gun, and uh, the AER laser rifles. So I did a couple different weapon, unique weapon mods, which are looking mm -hmm. forward to actually finding those guns because they. What's nice is they tell you like, oh, this gun's enabled. You can get it now. Or you can find it naturally in the world because we'll give different variations of it to the enemies you find. And like the Brotherhood of Steel will have it, um, like one of the guns. And it's like, nope, I want to fight it naturally. Like, I think I did get one once I found a, a Paladin dance or 
I don't think that's his name. I think Dance is the other guy. But like when you find them, uh, I was well. It's yeah. I wouldn't. I would want to get the guns naturally because it's always kind of fun trying to find either the sniper rifles or like the longer range rifles in the Fallout games because they're so beneficial for like wearing down an enemy prior to them getting close to you. Yeah. Especially if you're playing on the harder difficulties. Exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm playing on very hard, which is like already punishing enough like i was gonna play in survival like i don't need to do that but i'm like this is just this is pretty hard and very hard i'm like i just die like i barely do any damage with any of these guns I'm like i need to find better weapons i think when i played on whatever is survival the highest one survival's the highest one yeah i think when i did like survival hardcore or survival or whatever the highest one is on fallout 4 it was like my second or third character through and it was when i already knew how to get to how to get to the main weapons i wanted and also like how to level up quickly by discovering things so that I could get a decent set of perks to then like start actually damaging enemies. And then once you have, you know, your base 20 levels or so, it all of the games feel the same. It's really just like the initial start of it, of whether you want it to feel like a survival game or kind of like right. a RPG. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been having fun with it. I'm using my controller. Um, works fine on Steam. I had some issues initially, but then it, I worked itself off. So I just had to restart the Steam to get it to work. But yeah, I mean, I'm having fun, um, you know, playing it uh, at 60, especially just. And I like there's one mod on there where I can I could change the times time of day scale, like where right now it's it's like 20 to one is the default speed but i can change like 300 to one so like time changes super fast or i can change it one to one so that way if i'm playing at night it's nighttime in the game you know so uh if i want if i wanted to do that but yeah it's it's i like it with the like i said with the environmental mods i feel like it makes it a lot of fun um just because it, it looks so much different uh it'd be nice if you could toggle that off and on because i would love to see cause like i do like in the youtube videos where they show like hey this is what it looks like in this one spot here it is with you know the trees or the mushrooms, whatever the mod is. It looks cool, but I wish I could toggle it while I'm playing. That would be awesome. Um, but but yeah, it's a because I know one of the issues some people have with certain mods is like just because new trees or objects are there doesn't mean that the enemies can't a go through them or see you through them because they weren't naturally part of the base game. So I know that's mm -hmm. that's some of the issues. I haven't noticed that with the pine forest mod I'm using, but um but yeah, anyways it's a it's fun replaying that and then uh outside of that what else have i been playing i i don't think i'm playing much i'm still doing subnautica below zero um haven't done much this week uh, just because i haven't had as much game time uh and yeah i don't think i've been playing too much else i i wish i had that i can remember because i know i was playing something on my PS4 the other day, I just, I don't recall, or a PS5, I just don't recall what it was. I'd have to turn it on and see where, uh, what shows up on the main menu. Um, anyways, but yeah, mainly just Fallout 4, I'm uh, playing that right now, and that's a, but you know, it's a fun one. That's a, those are good ones to come back to. I come back to the Fallout games every so often just because they're, I don't know, they're like, fun to explore low stress but also easy to kind of like jump in jump out and just kind of like run around in the world yeah because let's be honest the story the stories in those games aren't great the best parts of the stories in those games are like exploring single vaults and seeing what the like 
what the twist is in the particular vault you're exploring or going into a new settlement and seeing what weird fucked up thing is in that settlement. It's not really the overarching story, which makes it kind of perfect for hopping in, hopping out and not feeling too committed. Yeah, it's funny. I was wondering, like, because I I was walking around exploring and uh, I found like the one area where you initially go to find the underground railroad. I don't know if they call it. I forget if they call themselves that. Um, but like, you know, the, the group that's sympathetic to the synths and I see there's like the sidewalk, uh, markers that kind of like you have to follow to find all the hints. I'm like, can you find them? Like, can you speed run and find them early in the game without having the hints of what to do? And I'm like the, the underground railroad guys that are the other faction who want to save, uh, the synths and take down the Institute. Um, I, it, yeah, God, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, because I, I don't know if it's like if it's gated behind a quest, like oh, the whatever you find, like the secret door won't open or something. Um, because like I found him, and I like I followed. The only downside to following the the markers, which you have to follow, is like it runs through like super mutant territory. I'm like I'm not strong enough to take these guys fully down yet, so uh, I I gotta be careful. So I, I can't like follow it completely but I'm, I'm curious if you could just if you know it's like one of those things in games like if you know the password you can just get the thing right away but um, but yeah anyways uh, yeah that's basically it for all I've been playing I, let me see if I have any I know I took some notes on uh, follow let's see um, uh, oh, I talked about the DLC not being able to craft ammo I was like what the hell it's like everything you need. It's like there's always a mod for it. Um, but oh, the other thing I I forgot to talk about in the news. But uh, Apex announced their new character, uh, who's going to be coming out in the new season. New gameplay trailer will for the season will come out uh, this week. But they did the the character trailer, and then like a they typically do two trailers. They do one character, one trailer about the character. They do another trailer where that character is actually in the Apex games to kind of hint at what their kit is going to be. And then they'll mm-hmm. talk about their kit in the actual overview trailer with actual in-game footage. Anyways, this character's trans. Um, and granted, they the character trailer for them wasn't really that good. Last one for the last character wasn't really that great, too. They're, they haven't been super great, these character trailers. And I think mainly because they're kind of diverting from a lot of the overarching story uh, like storyline for Apex being in the Titanfall universe. So some people didn't like the fact that the, they felt like the, the trailer was weak and yada yada. Um, they don't care. But they, um, I saw someone like, you know, you have those typical comments where people are like, uh, not as many of like woke devs comments as I thought there'd be because there are gay and lesbian characters and non-binary characters in Apex already. Um, and multiple people of color and yada yada. But uh, as someone did point out, they're like, but like, but shouldn't this be normal in the future? Because, you know, Apex takes place like because at one point the character does say like uh, she's she's talking to her friend and her friend's like uh, they're talking about something being difficult. Like, well, you transitioned. And she's like, yeah, that was kind of difficult. And then someone's like, well, shouldn't this be easy and normal in the future? Because it, you know, if there's simulacrums and stuff like that, shouldn't someone transition be pretty normal? And it, it does seem like that would be something that should be figured out by then. Yeah, and it's like, it's sure in the world, but I'm like, that's the problem you have with representation in games is you can't just be like, treat it as 
oh, hey, this is normal in the future. The point of representation is to, you know, connect with the people in the present, the in the now, the players, not the in-universe uh, for this. That, that's like when... Uh, it's like because, yeah, oh, sure. It, it, it's nice. It's like a fantasy for someone to be like, oh, yeah, in this future, these people are just accepted, you know, where in real life, we're not fully accepted now. This is kind of a hope for some future that could exist. Like, but that's not the case, what they're trying to do. They need to, if you're going to have representation in the game, you have to represent the people and how their experiences are in the now. That's like the other issue with people being like, um, you it know. It is a challenge, though. Like, you know, how do you how do you make it both represent representative of people and also fitting with how you want the world building to actual go? I mean, that's yeah, that's a challenge. Yeah, and and sure, it's like if that's what you want to do, but like it's not like this game. It's not like a, like if it was a single player story, it's like okay, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Or if it's like something like uh, like just resleeving in you know altered carbon. You just you just you show it. It's like a show don't tell situation. It's like okay. You can see that this is accepted, yada, yada. Like, that's fine, because you're in a world, you're telling the story. But this is just like, it's a video game, and there's not really a main story. There's like light story in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like these players are playing these characters, picking the characters that represent them, yada, yada. And that also leads to the other situation where people like, like where they say, like, I don't care that they're trans. I just hope their kids go to this. Like, and which is that other issue of just coming out and saying, like, I don't care if you are, because it also kind of downplays the people that, it's like, okay, that's great that you don't, but the people around them probably do and probably negatively. And so like it it downplays their personal experience of like, you know, especially if they say I'm trying like, well, I don't care if you're trans, that's fine. You do whatever. But it's like, yeah. who knows what their parents are or their friends were like, you don't know what their experience was. So it's like, it's, it might sound good that you quote unquote don't care, but like to them, if you did care positively, it would have a better impact on that person because you don't you don't know the life experience. Right. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, I, I go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say in terms of like the semi negative feedback or stuff, or it being lessened in apex, it, uh, I think my, when you messaged us that before I was kind of like, yeah, it turns out like representation in games after people like get used to it and it becomes more commonplace that it is more accepted. Like, man, crazy how that works out of when people are exposed to new ideas, gradually they, do become more accepting of said new ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this, you know, like Overwatch is also a game that has pretty good rest- representation as well. I don't know their full roster characters and all their stories because obviously I, I don't play Over- that game. Overwatch didn't at the start though, didn't it? Like, didn't they start adding in representation as like um later as I, future characters maybe i, I don't well, know what their future characters like. or like they they change the backstories of characters to start adding in representation because i know that overwatch overwatch got oh man this is i'm gonna offend someone with this but like there was some controversy with overwatch because they went through changing either changing or like i don't think they were changing things i think they were releasing backstories for characters after people had made up said mind about characters um but like Overwatch didn't do it well at the start. They had to work towards representation. Yeah, maybe. I mean, again, I I, I don't. Which is still better than nothing. Do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, that's always something I've always liked about Apex is just the diversity of characters. Is not just again, not just for representation standpoint, but also from a gameplay perspective. Like obviously, yeah, everybody you could just have them all be white people in the different sizes and costumes and whatnot, and still be able to pick out their silhouettes. But it's like having them be these, 
unique characters just it adds a lot to that game and uh like it, it's it's i talk about a lot like it's it's crazy that i can like i can play a game where it's like um you know i load in a squad and we're all female characters you know or we're all you know all the characters are, are african-american or something it's like it's it's you can it's pretty nuts out it's just like there's so much diversity in the cast uh that you have that uh, it's there it's just it's it's pretty cool to see in a video game but uh especially because they're all voice acted they all have their shout lines they're not just you know skins in call of duty where it doesn't matter kind of situation um where it's like in that game it's just like oh yeah you know you have skin blah blah it's like well it's okay but there's no there's no character to them there's no color commentary there's no this and that there's no engagement with the player or other characters as that you maybe have little barkers in call of duty but that's basically it um but yeah anyways uh all right. Well, yeah, again, that's basically all it for the news and what we've been playing. So I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up. We did have some technical issues, so we're running a little later than we normally <laughs> do for recording. So we kind of speed run through this one. Uh, speed run podcast. That's right. But a new record. Well, I don't know. I think we've had a half hour episode before. We have. Uh, we have. Yeah. But uh, all right. Well, thank you for all for tuning in. Thank you, Izzy, for joining. Yep. And we will see you all next time. Later. <laughs>